Well, well, you fix it in post. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess we'll have to. So this is our um, maiden voyage of streaming live. So we'll see how this works. We have Noah in with me today. Hi, Noah. He didn't mic himself. And I think he did that on purpose. Probably did. he didn't want to be heard. Uh, <laughs> I am with Daniel Saldana, who is uh, this year's opening night film, The Dino, A City in Focus, for this year's San Bernardino International Student Film Festival. Um, if we were face-to-face, we would do this cute Q&A right. after the movie or before it. Right. But we're not, so... We're doing it in a hodgepodge way. We'll record the uh, podcast now, and then we'll post it later. So um, without further ado, here's Daniel Saldana. Daniel, welcome. Hey. <laughs> What's Officially. Up? What's up? It, it, it's been good. Uh, I'm at University of Laverne right now, and so, uh, you know, kind of experiencing the remote learning for the first time ever. Don't like it at all. <laughs> kind of jealous that you guys are kind of on campus a little bit and we're not you know but they're saying they're promising did, the did fall. you hear that world san marino valley college is on campus a little bit so keep that in mind don't forget that yeah that's why i'm jealous <laughs> but they said they said they're going to promise in the fall so that's fingers crossed on that one so so you actually get to go to campus have you yeah. been to campus yet i've been there once just to pick up equipment yeah and that was about it so it's a really small campus. Yeah. It's, it's kind of reminds me of Valley a little bit. So it's kind of the same thing. So uh, it, a little bit of the same camaraderie, but uh, we won't see until the fall because I've never experienced it ever until probably yeah. this fall. Let's backtrack a bit. Wait, how did you, where are you from? Well, I'm actually, I'm actually from Highland. A lot of people think I'm from San Bernardino, but I'm actually not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually from Highland. I'm actually like two miles away from the borderline of San Bernardino. So it's 50 50. But, but it was always in your view. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Where did you, uh, what, what got you into film? Well, it all started, well, I would have to say when I was a kid, you know, um, me and my friend, we used to always like mess around with the camera. We always had like one little digital camera that was like, that small <laughs> and yeah we would just mess around with it but we didn't really take it serious it was just you know having fun until probably i would say my junior year of high school when uh me and my friend we decided you know let's make a video and we decided to do like this video of like the tv show cops and this is before we even had our license so we were dicking around in the car just you know not really driving and then until my senior year, by the way, I Valley decided. College does not promote unlicensed driving just <laughs> as a note. Right. Yeah. And so it became like senior year. That's when I, you know, when we had our license, we were like, hey, let's redo this video. And we ended up doing that and we posted on YouTube. It got like almost half a million views on YouTube. And it that kind of sparked my you know, interest in it because it was the editing process that got me. That was the one I was like, oh, this is really cool. Just putting pieces together and creating a story, it, it, you know, even if it was bad, it, yeah. it it just intrigued me. And, you know, at first I wanted to become, you know, an athletic trainer, you know, wrapping up knees and taping yeah. up ankles because I, I was an athlete in high school. But then I noticed be, to be an athletic trainer, it's like going to med school, but you're not really trying to become a doctor. Yeah. So and that's when I decided 
I don't think I want to do this. So I was like, uh, let's, let's try this, you know, video thing. And so I took a class in senior year of high school. It was like a multimedia class. And that just kind of snowballed. The Where'd you go to effect. high school? I went to high school at Citrus Valley High School in Redlands. Okay. And so, yeah, that, that class kind of just snowballed after that. And it just hasn't stopped since then. So, yeah, it, it's always been an interest. So you, you recently, as you mentioned, you transferred to University of Laverne, which is uh, about what, 45, about 45 minutes, 30 from minutes. They're yeah. in L.A. County. They're L.A. adjacent. Uh, and then how long were you at Valley? I want to say two and a half to three years. That's how long I've been here yeah. for. So a little bit, you know, university you experience. You milked I milked it a lot. <laughs> but that's OK. It, you know, it. It, I, I'm happy that I milked it because I learned a lot from here and well, let's, let's, very grateful. Let's get into the Dino. What, what was the inspiration on that? You know, I never really went to San Bernardino when I was a kid or, you know, as a teenager or anything. Even when I was in high school, I never went to San Bernardino. I started going to San Bernardino when I went to Valley. And so that really, I really got to see what San Bernardino was like because that's where I would drive almost every day to go to Valley. And, you know, I noticed that, you know, how empty it was. And I never knew why it was so empty. I was like, why is this place so empty? And um, I noticed that there was just no life in the area. So I decided, you know, when I started doing photography, you know, I, I started doing photography before I did video. And I had a group of friends that was from San Bernardino. And um, I noticed that a lot of these guys didn't really get the recognition they deserved because, you know, looking at their work, they were very, you know, talented. And so what I decided to do was, you know, I wanted to put these guys out there and kind of challenge myself to do a, a feature film. Cause for some reason I just started deciding, Hey, I want to shoot a feature film. <laughs> so I was thinking, well, I could probably do a documentary cause there's no way in heck I would do a narrative. I didn't really know how to do a narrative. So I mainly, I mainly knew how to do kind of how to do a documentary. And that's when I decided, you know, I'm going to interview all these guys that are photographers and, you know, get their story and why they started doing photography and, and, and you know, et cetera. But then what I noticed is that these guys are all from San Bernardino. And so it, it, it made sense. That's when me and Kevin, you know, my producer, my you know, co-producer of the Dino, we decided, hey, this there's something more in this story than just photography. And so that's when we decided we're going to flip the script and change it to the Dino and change it mainly like it's, it's mainly focused on San Marino, but it's through photographers views instead of, you know, political views or, um, you know, other people's views. But these people were also from San Marino, so they were citizens. So it made sense. And so that's pretty much how it kind of became what it is now and your your main producer on this is one of our faculty right like to yeah. say kevin yeah. lyons who's kevin one lyons of our faculties yeah. Of the program. yeah well if it wasn't for him i think i wouldn't know what the heck to do <laughs> so he was kind of guiding me throughout the whole process so it, it and you know i'm kind of i'm grateful that he did was there anything else besides you driving in every day i i thought there was a conversation we had about a newspaper article and i'm wondering if that had something oh there. oh yeah well that was also one of the big motivations of mine um that was probably the only thing that i saw that kind of put sam radino you know out there was you know the broken la times uh documentary and you know it, it i'm not gonna lie it did you know shine some light that is happening like some problems that is happening in san Bernardino, you know like the homeless and the people that are impoverished and um, people that are struggling to live just in general 
Um, that's one of the big main problems in San Bernardino, but, uh, that's only mainly that they were focused on they, you know, they kind of showed a little glimpse of hope, but it wasn't enough for us to kind of, uh, be like, Oh, like, okay. You know, something's happening here. You know, we're, we're changed, you know, there's change in the city. It wasn't enough. And so that's when I just, it kind of lit a fire under me and I was like, you know, I'm going to try to do the same thing, but I'm going to try to do it a different way and try to do it in a positive light rather than just focusing on the negative. And your title plays well into that. I think a city there, focus because yeah. you're focused on photographers. What, what, what surprised you about any of the photographers that were featured in the film? <clears throat> well, what's funny is most of these guys I, I know through photography. And so, and then some of them I actually met at first, first time when I was interviewing them, the people that really stood out to me was probably like the dirt bag, their dirt bag. He was definitely a one that really kind of surprised me and, you know, interested me uh, most definitely, uh, West side story. So Freddie, he was a good one, yo, nine Oh nine. And then, um, uh, that kid G uh, Gilbert, those guys were probably the most, you know, dynamic characters out of all of them because they had, you know, a different view and they also had different styles in their photography and they also captured different um, aspects of the city. So like Dirtbag was mainly 35 millimeter film, like that's all he shoots. You know, he doesn't shoot any, he rarely shoots digital. So <laughs> everything you see is like black and white, you know, Ilford 200 and Kodak gold and stuff like that. And then West side stories is mainly the hood on the West side of San Bernardino. And it's cause that's where he's from. And so yeah. he pretty much just reflects where he's been born and raised. And, you know, that was really intriguing to me. How and did you run into some of these guys? Well, what's funny is I actually ran into Gilbert. We actually were coworkers. Um, when I first, before I started doing photography, uh, we worked at Stater brothers together and, <laughs> I <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, he he was a photographer when I first met him, and he was barely starting out. But he was the only guy I knew about can that knew about cameras, and so I was really interested in doing video, and I had no knowledge about you know cameras, and so I would always bother this guy, and you know he wouldn't give me the time of day. He would kind of just shrug me off, but eventually you know. Time after time, we ended up becoming, you know, really close friends. And so that's how I met him. And through him, I met all these other guys that were in this circle of his. And now they kind of let me enter the circle. And now I'm really close friends with every one of these guys in the documentary. Do they have uh, any, sh I can't remember, were there showings and things like that in the documentary that, that they go to? Does anyone get to see their art, I guess is what I'm asking. <clears throat> well... I mean, the only way you can see their art is probably, you know, through social media. That's mainly the biggest platform that we use as photographers. Yeah. Um, you know, there are some shows that happen, especially not right now, but um, they just opened this new cafe, like this new vegan cafe in San Bernardino, and they decided to all gather up their prints and they put, they put it on their wall. And so that's probably one place, you public place, you could probably see their work is at that cafe spot. I don't know the name of it, but I know it's roughly around where the little gallery is. I yeah. think down there. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, just so everybody knows the Garcia center for the arts in San Bernardino is playing an art show actually in July. So, okay. We're definitely going to be, I, I work with them on their board and, uh, we're definitely be looking for artists for that. So, Oh, cool. Uh, be sure to hit everybody up and probably maybe even do a screening there at some point. Yeah. Well, we, I've talked to the director over there open to it right um what just about making the documentary and going into that 
So there's an audacious thing you have in mind. I'm a student filmmaker. I'm going to make a feature film. What on earth were you thinking? And why did you <laughs> think that you're going to be able to pull this off? Uh, I mean, you know, to be honest, I don't really know. I was just the, you know, fire. Ignorance was, is bliss. Sometimes, yeah. Huh? <laughs> I don't know. It was just, you know, I, I was very hungry to do something. I felt like I wasn't really doing anything. I felt like I was just going to school, learning the techniques, but I wasn't really doing any projects. And so I decided, you know, I, I was very hungry and I just wanted to do something, you know, kind of keep myself occupied. And um, I think one of our faculties, Donna Trujella, she kind of came up with this idea, you know, that idea just grew in my head and it, I ended up becoming obsessed with it. And so that's when it came up with doing the photographers and mainly photographers, but then it turned into the Dino. But you know, at first I was thinking, ah, maybe I should do a short, but then I was just like, oh, go big or go home. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so I was just like, all right, let's just, let's just do it. And so I even told Kevin that and Kevin was kind of like, eh. all right, I we'll see what I, happens. I think I was kind of like, <laughs> yeah, all right, good luck. Make it work. Right. And and I, I was shooting for the stars and, you know, I wanted to, get, I didn't want it to just, you know, get done, put it on YouTube. And yeah. then that was it. Like I wanted to get it out there and put it, you know, out to the world and have it ever have everyone have access to it. And so that's when I, you know, got in contact with, you know, a company called Open Gate and they kind of just, you know, kind of led me through the way and Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll touch on that. Yeah. I'm just curious too. Uh, but it was a dumb, it was a dumb decision, but it ended up being a good, a good well, decision. I mean, at the same time. It, it was audacious. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't know if it was dumb. I was like, all right. Uh, <laughs> what right. was there things, other things that, um, you were able to access because of the program that helped us out or, well, besides the, fa I mean, the faculty are great at, you know, right. access, but right. No. Well, I'm very grateful that, you know, I went to Valley cause at first, you know, when you, when you came in and came in, you know, ran the show, it ended up being a little bit better. And so the equipment we had was a lot better than we did before. <laughs> so, well, I mean, yeah. And in, in fairness, like all, some of those things were, were on there, you know, were set up beforehand. It was mm -hmm. by my predecessor, Dr. Dusek. She did a good job at getting, getting us to the point to where uh, right. we could have that conversation. So, right. Um, but like the equipment, like the equipment we had, we didn't have that before. And so, I think that's when, you know, at first I shot the whole thing on DSLR. I didn't shoot it with anything besides my ADD. But then, you know, my producer told me we should probably try to take advantage of the school, you know, because since you already have access to it, why not? So that's what I decided to do. So I decided to rent out an FS7, you know, I can light three, three lighting kit. I think that's what you call three it. Three point lighting kit. Yeah, yeah, three point lighting kit, um, you know. XLR, lav mics, and... And it's not rented. It's checked out yeah. to him as a student. <laughs> right, so yeah. We're not renting. We're not charging our students for the equipment. So. I was very grateful because if I... I feel like if I didn't use that equipment, the, the quality of the, the film would have been, you know, you know, kind of mediocre, and it, it really kind of helped the film. And you got to use one of our bit. department interns quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Josh Roddy. That guy <laughs> was probably one of the most, you know... I'm very grateful that you got me in touch with Josh because Josh really helped me. I think if it wasn't for him, the I wouldn't be able to finish, you know, filming this documentary. So it, it was really Josh really helped me out a lot. Yeah. And so the school in general was a big contribution to the project. And, I, you know, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. 
No, they, um, so, cause then you got, what was the award that you ended up getting on it? So, already? oh, in general? Yeah. Oh, I ended up getting the telly award. So I got silver in the student, uh, section. It was weird. Cause it said like student and then it said student hashtag. So I don't know what the different was, but <laughs> I ended up getting a silver award from yeah. it. And so that was a big achievement. Um, you know, I tried playing it the festival route. I tried playing, you know, go big or go home. So I went for like, you know, Philadelphia, Austin, you know, student Academy awards, but you know, the competition is insane over there. So, the, you know, I didn't get picked, but as long as I won an accolade, I, you know, I was grateful and I didn't really care anymore. I was just like, all right, well we won an accolade. Let's go try to get it to distribution now. Well, yeah. And it'll be in, uh, as the opening night screening, you'll get your, you'll get your laurel for here. And so, that's part of the whole process right. with these film festivals is is when they've seen you've played one, the chances that yeah. you get into so right. Hopefully that can help you out too. So uh, all of a sudden it showed up on Amazon Prime, but I know there's some write up there because then people were hitting me up with our our school and our district asking <laughs> me about it. Which how was, did it happen? Which, right? which was good. And uh, so how did what what got you to that point? I think you mentioned the, the right. The distribution it, well, company. it was because of you know uh, OpenGate. Yeah, uh, OpenGate's a company that that's mainly for people that are writing scripts, and they pretty much grab that script and rewrite it, and make it better for distribution and or for production. That's mainly what they do. But they also help you out with distributing your your final products, and so that's what they did. And they kind of led my way to Amazon and. Amazon was very lenient. They're not very as strict as like Hulu and Netflix. So it ended up working out. And that was kind of like, oh, that's the best route I have to take. You know, it's one of the biggest platforms. Yeah. Why no, not? it was good. Yeah. So how many views have you gotten on it? I would have to say if I had a guess last time I checked, it was like 66,000 views, I think. Uh, in total, they say it's like, they don't give you the views. They give you the minutes. Yeah. So it was probably streamed at least 2 million minutes were streamed off Amazon Prime. So if you do the math, that's probably like 60,000 views okay. so far. Out of, so, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's too bad. <laughs> right. That's a good job. Way to go. Thank you. Well, I mean, that just shows that you can have an audience. And so you hope to then springboard off of that right. and do another project. Right. So what's what's next for you? Well, I've been mainly doing a lot of short films. I've been doing a lot of sh like mini documentaries. Um, I want to do another full length feature documentary, but I don't know what I want to do it. Are on you, yet. are you set on the docu? Are you just leaning into documentary right now or? Yeah, I, I mainly want to do narrative, but I feel like documentary is a, a great way to get yourself out there, you know, kind of test your, you know, test the waters and kind of put yourself in a situation where you have to react fast. And I yeah. think that's where a lot of other like filmmakers, you know, great filmmakers start off is mainly documentary. And then they kind of just move on towards narrative. Um, I like documentary. I think it's really yeah. fun. Well, I, think it's, I mean, I think, I think there's, awesome. I think there's a market for it, right? Right. Everyone's binge watching those, right? Yeah. It, this time last year, everyone was watching Tiger King. So, well, it's crazy how, you know, documentaries weren't that really popular, you know, back then, but now it's like when Netflix came in and, you know, Amazon Prime, all the big streaming service came in, mainly Netflix. That's when documentaries became really popular. And now everyone wants to watch documentaries. But now it's like docu series now. Now it's not just one documentary. Yeah. It's like I different mean, episodes. It, 
prior to Netflix, HBO was always doing this thing. So I I, I discover that now that now that <laughs> right. I have you HBO got, Max right. and I never was raised on I never had HBO yeah. as a kid. I've noticed how much documentaries were made out tons, from HBO. Tons, tons. <laughs> right. Well, uh, I just you know as as one of your one of your professors down the road here, uh, it was a joy to have you in class. And I'm glad to see that you're moving forward. You keep doing stuff. Um, and any any advice? It's, it is funny that people ask me because now a lot of people are asking me for advice, but it's like it's not, I can't really tell you that much advice. I can only give you the basics, you know, yeah. like all I could say is, you know, keep on shooting. You know, the more you shoot, the more mistakes you make, the more mistakes you make, the more you learn. Yeah. And so the more you learn, the more you get better. That's thanks, thanks for saying what I've been telling you guys. Yeah, this. that's that's that. mainly what it is. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, how do I do better videography? I'm like, just keep on shooting. <laughs> that's all you could do. Because it's 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 funny because people like a lot of people want me to mentor them. But it's like I, I can only help you with so much. You know, it's you got to kind of got to find your own path. You know, you could take the basics, you could take the, you know, the fundamentals, but you got to kind of take those fundamentals and find was there path. was there anything about this process that you wish you would have known more about i guess this is this is my self-reflection talking what about could i have done the dino well what what could a program do better to get you ready for something like this well i mean obviously i i'd say go to school <laughs> go to go to film school because I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't say film school won't make you Valley the, College. Yeah, <laughs> right. Go. I, I would just I wouldn't say film school makes you a better filmmaker. I just say it makes you it, it gets you ready to become a filmmaker. But that's on that's on you if you want to become a better filmmaker. Um, and that's how I learned. You know, don't be afraid of opportunity. You know, the more opportunities you get, take them. I, I totally encourage that. But. And mainly, I would say do a lot of photography, too. Don't be afraid to do photography. That really helps you. Uh, that helps you a lot. It helped me a lot. Yeah. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah. I was a photographer before I became a filmmaker, and that really kind of tagged along and helped me a lot. Um, no, I, I would just say, you know, for people that want to become a filmmaker or want to become, you know, a camera operator or, you know, just do video in general for YouTube, I just say just, you know, just don't be afraid to fail. <laughs> that's for sure. You know, yeah. the more you fail, the, that's how you learn, right? Yeah. So it, no, it, I, yeah. 100%. I'm sure you probably learned that in sports as yeah. well. Well, the Dino was a big experience, a big yeah. learning experience for me. You know, I kind of shot for the stars and I kind of actually made it. But, you know, the there's a lot of things that I do wish I could do now that I that I know the knowledge that I have now I wish I could have contributed that to yeah the, I was gonna know? have you gotten to the point where you're tired of talking about it and saying it what <laughs> the film yeah <laughs> right. a little bit that's good a little bit you know I what's funny is when I edited the project I ended up the more I edited the more I just the more I hated it you know, and I think that's how every filmmaker feels like once they see the repetitive work, like for hours, every single day. Well, you see like every the, mistake. Yes. I mean, so it's, you know, that's the thing about super indie, which this project was, is you're, you're, you're you don't have a hired team that's doing your post. Right. You're doing it all you're, by yourself. You're, you're there doing it by yourself and you're living it. And so you see, you know, every mistake you made mm -hmm. and it, it's, but glad. some people don't see and it. It's, that's the right. funny part. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I you just, hate I it as a just, filmmaker, but the viewers like it. I was <laughs> just for the way they I are. I just saw Tenet yesterday, and I should say for everybody, we're six feet apart. I've been totally vaccinated, and Danny's already had 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 his bout with the Rona. Um, so we are safe here. Okay. Um, but I just saw Tenet yesterday in the theater, and there's a huge editing flaw in one of the scenes. Which one? There's a jump cut uh, when he's talking. Uh, I think when he meets the woman, the guy's wife for the first time, the first time, the way they're cutting it, his hands aren't matching up. Oh yeah, that's right. It's huge. Yeah. And it's like, this is a multi gazillion dollar film. (laughs) Like, are you telling me they didn't get the coverage enough in that scene? Right. So it, it, the mistakes always happen, but it, it it is painful to sit there and watch them over and over again. I'm like, God, why did I have that going? Why did yeah. I have that there? So yeah, that like I said, you know, it, the more I edited, it, the more I started to hate it, and I was very afraid to to put it out there. I was like, oh, I don't think this is gonna. Yeah. I don't think this is gonna be it, right? But then once it came out, the the reaction was as I expected, and that's every every artist is gonna have that, right? That's the big goal of being an artist is eventually let people see your well, stuff. Well, what was funny is when you told me, when I told you, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna do a documentary about San Bernardino, and I told you I was going to do a feature film, you were kind of like, all right, well, well, you know, we'll see what happens, right? <laughs> but then once you started seeing it, got bit, it started coming together, you were kind of like, okay, um, do you know what you're doing right now? Like, do you know how big of a responsibility you have now that you're going to be doing a, a documentary about a city that you know, that's going through so much hardship. Like, do you know the reaction you're going to get? And I kind of did at first. And it's funny because the reaction I got was you got the people that lived in the all American era, you know, they have their opinion. And then the people that live in the era it is now, they have their opinion. The people that live in the all American era, they didn't like it. (laughs) They didn't like the way I painted the city, how it is now. Like they just, for some reason, they, because they were so used to the all-American era, you know. Do you want to explain that a bit, the all-American era? Yeah. So, the you know, and I think it was 1977. I think it says it right there on, on the wall on one of the streets. It says an all-American city. It won the all-American city award. And, you know, the city was a big hub city when it came to L- for like L.A. and, you know, going to Palm Desert and, or Springs or whatever like that. It was kind of like the place where, where you're going to go to L.A. You're going to stay at San Bernardino and, you know. Hang there out over there. Yeah. Right. Well, you had to hit the first McDonald's. Right. Yeah. <laughs> first McDonald's was there. And, you know, it was crazy is, you know, the the history that San Marino has, it's so mind boggling because it's it's you look at the city now. And you're like, how did that happen? You know, how what caused this city to kind of go down the dump and, you know, end it the way it is today? And I think that's why a lot of these old people, you know, old heads or people from the all American city area. They don't they, they they reacted to it in a negative way because it's like that's not the San Bernardino I remember, you know, but it's like it's not it's that's not what the documentary was about. You know, it was it was about what San Bernardino is today. What do you think is going to make it get back to a spot where people where it's a destination again? Well, they did do they did decide on a redevelopment company. Yeah. So I don't know if you heard about that. They're actually going to redevelop the property of the Carousel Mall. Yeah. So they're going to tear down the carousel mall and, and the company that they decide is going to do whatever they want to with that property. And then that city's going to decide, oh, well, we might want a shopping center, you know, whatever they want. Yeah. And I think that will be, I think, 
I'm hoping that that project will be like the biggest, you know, the, the big turnaround for the, for San Bernardino. Um, and it will kind of become the way it was back in the seventies and the eighties and, and stuff like that. Well, what do you like? You're with these artists for over a year right. filming them. Uh, do you see better platforms for them coming up? And Well, you know, these guys right now, they're trying, they're trying to make a platform for artists yeah. in general. And I think there's a lot of people in the younger generation that are trying to make an effort to, uh, you know, put artists out there. Cause I think, you know, art art is the biggest reflection of a city. You know, you go to LA, you know, the art over in LA is insane and it's a big reflection. It's, you know, yeah. that's the Mecca for film and, you know, photography and fashion. Right. Uh, you know, we're hoping for that to be in San Bernardino. And I think with, even with these photographers now, they're, they're trying to make an effort and they're trying to build like a community with, you know, other younger, you know, artists and trying to, put them out there and um you know like the store viva la boba like viva la boba is trying to make an effort too and they're also doing like farmers markets on the weekends and stuff like that but it it, it it's just a little start but it's i'm hoping that it will snowball and become something bigger and i'm hoping this redevelopment project that they're doing jump starts the city back to where it is now to where to what it was i would say you know the people that are really trying to put the you know the city on the map and really trying to create a different platform is like you know west side stories freddie dirtbag um there's another guy named the local outfitter he's actually creating um you know merchandise that represents san Bernardino. so like pins t-shirts hats of like nostalgic stuff from san Bernardino. so like Santa Fe smokestack carousel mall logo, um, the McDonald's he's making all these pins and it's crazy. Yeah. And he's, those are probably the guys that I see are making the biggest contribution to the city and trying to make an effort. Yeah. Yeah. So that's for my current students, somebody to follow now and make a, right. You can make a docu-series out of what that guy's doing. Yeah. And it's funny because a lot of these other artists are now hitting me up like actual painters. Like there's a guy named kill bill. Um, I'm doing a project with, he's like a guy from the West side of San Bernardino. You know, he's got tattoos all over him on his head, everything, but he's like this really sick artist. Like he paints and does spray painting and stuff like that. Um, I got a project with him that I'm going to do about him. Um, there's another project that I want to do. It's based on these guys that are, you know, um, they're called the 909 bike life and what 909 bike life is, is it's these guys that are on quads and motorcycle motocross bikes and just doing wheelies and doing tricks in the public streets of San Bernardino, <laughs> you know, doing like probably like the most reckless stuff Again, in San Bernardino. We're not. <laughs> right. Right. But, but it's, it's an interesting topic because I think a lot of people kind of, when they see San Bernardino and they hear about San Bernardino, they kind of just brush it off. They're kind of like, Oh, it's San Bernardino. Well, I yeah. did you know that the Rolling Stones' first concert in America was in San Bernardino? I did not. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's pretty interesting. It was, yeah. So uh, the buildings, I think the building that they were in was near the Orange Show, and it burnt down in nine eleven. Really? <laughs> yeah. If if I'm not mistaken, I'm sure somebody in the I remember comments will my grandmother. Back. She yeah. was also in the Dino. Yeah. And she was telling me uh, that Sammy Davis Jr. got yeah. in a big accident in San Bernardino. And well, it he was, went to the hospital and he lost. That's how he lost his eye. It was on the way to Vegas. And then I think he went to the, he ended up at 
St. Bernard is. Yeah. Uh, and that's how he lost yeah, his eye. Yeah, yeah. So. And ever since then, he's kind of just been, he was a big contributor to the city. He yeah. performed over there and did other things. That's pretty yeah. crazy. That's so where it's Sammy got, Davis it's got, lost his it's, eye. And I think that's, I think that's what your film for me is, as we wrap this up, uh, illustrated is there's just these hidden gems in the city. Um, and these hidden and these stories that not everybody knows and, and to shine a light on that and to show people that, uh, art is probably going to push, push its rebirth probably more than yeah. anything else. So, well, thanks for giving us your movie to screen this year. <laughs> right. We appreciate <laughs> it. No problem. It's on Amazon prime. And the title again is the Dino, a city in focus. The Dino, a city in focus. So uh, check it out if you're not going to be able to watch it during the festival. Uh, and yeah, thanks a lot for coming down and saying Thank hello. You. All right. Thank you. Take care. We're out.